0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Hope your Tuesday's
1: going great. We've got Thursday night football, Bears in Carolina. We're at Hallis Hall right now. A lot going on today. Tomorrow we're going to be out, and we're going to be at Twin Peaks in Oakbrook Terrace. So come join us there. Uh, we know Al Michaels will be getting to town tomorrow as well, enjoying our great city. I hear uh, another Chicago cut meal. He's got a reservation, huh? Is, uh, I don't think he needs a reservation. I know he doesn't. but He just uh, he, he has uh, the VIP card, and he is ready to go, I'm sure. As Al Michaels uh, joins us right now, the legendary Al Michaels on Waddle & Sylvie on the CarX Tire & Auto Hotline. Al, how you feeling today?
2: Well, they're not going to run out of steak before I get there tomorrow.
3: <laughs> no,
1: never. I'm,
2: I'm really looking forward to that. We, we always do. We're going to take our, our Amazon crew and, um, and have a grand old time, as we always do, at uh, one of our favorite restaurants in the country. What is your, uh, what is your uh, choice cut? Uh, just, you know, basically in New York. I know I'm in Chicago, but uh, the, probably in New York, maybe a bone-in filet. Nice. That's possible, too. Ribeye is a little too caloric these days for me, you know, trying to keep a, that girlish figure. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and some good appetizers and, you know, a scotch or two, and, and away uh, we go. Oh, good. So yeah. uh, is scotch on the rocks, or you you liking neat? You know, I say scotch, but that's, the, that's kind of my, my old deal. I'm more into vodka right now. And I'm, you know, I'm a man of the people, so it's probably something like Grey Goose on the rocks, lime wedge, splash of soda. There you have it, boys. You know, I've made I made the order, so it should be ready by the time we get there. Sounds, Sounds like right. a
0: night to me.
1: Flom's listening right now, yeah. so David Flom will have that ready for you. You will <laughs> not need to order. Um, also, we were, you know, we have talked to you about this, and this has uh, come up from time to time when you do other uh, interviews and podcasts about you never eating a vegetable before it came up during our crosstalk with our other show today. We wanted to know this. A potato is technically a vegetable. So do you not partake in potatoes or french fries or anything like that?
2: Well, I look at it this way. A potato, to me, is a starch. Mm. It's a starch. it's not It's not really a vegetable as we know vegetables, broccoli spinach beets mushrooms those are vegetables yeah potato is a starch so i can't have a potato baked potatoes are great french fries are terrific and uh, potatoes are gratin work as well so that that does not get me off look I, i just came back from a va meeting Vegetables Anonymous. So I'm, I'm good to go tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, it's a great technicality as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. loopholes. Can, can we continue to just ignore this game between the Bears and the Panthers, or should we dive right in, like Two and 17 well, versus
2: a one and 17. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for a game that obviously doesn't have a lot of cachet, obviously in terms of the team's records, there's a lot to talk about in this game. I don't have to tell you guys, we should deal with it all the time. It's Justin Fields. Can he play number one tomorrow night? We'll find out. Uh, is he going to be the guy in the future? Uh, we're going to find that out, too. Uh, if Bajan plays, I mean, Bajan, to me, the other day, he looked he looked like he owned the room for the first like quarter and a half in New Orleans. He reminded me of Will Levis, who we saw the week before in Buffalo and the way he played in Atlanta. I mean, these guys come in, they look like they own the room. This guy plays, you know, obviously you know the whole story, Shepard University, and he looked like he played in the NFL for a long time until, of course, the wheels came off in the second half. We know that. On the Carolina side, you all know the story, obviously. The trade, is Bryce Young going to be the guy? And so now in Carolina, obviously they're talking about, did we pick the right guy, Bryce Young? The other guy who they could have picked, or one of the others, C.J. Stroud, we all know what he did the other day lighted it up against Tampa Bay, five touchdowns, 400-some-odd yard, yards. So now, you know, everybody wants to jump to a conclusion. So if you say, hey, we should have picked, in Carolina anyway, Stroud over over Young, well, yeah, today it looks that way. But, you know, we, we, live, we live in this rush-to-judgment world. So let's just say it's one half of one season. We don't know how it shakes out in the long run. But at least, you know, going into a game like this, there's plenty to talk about.
0: Al, did did you spoke to the Bears coaches today? Did you?
2: We did. We talked. To, we just got off with Matt about an hour ago.
0: Do you got? Do you? I am not asking you to tell secrets. Do you have a feeling, a strong feeling, as to which quarterback you're expecting to see on Thursday night?
2: I don't. And, and he was pretty honest with us. I mean, if Fields is ready to go, obviously he's going to go. Right. So I think they're going to have to wait until tomorrow, and probably make the decision then. So I have. No more information than anybody in, in the media in Chicago has right now. You saw
1: Justin Fields at probably his high point of the year. The last game that you guys did was the Washington game. It was the right. forty to twenty win. Justin goes fifteen of twenty nine, two eighty two, four touchdowns. You brought up the question: Is Justin the guy? I know you haven't seen him a lot, but you know you see him at his high point. You know a little bit about him. What do you think? I mean, is and you know they're going to have a high pick to pick one of these other guys. And I know you're not a draft guru, but um, with what you know, Al, do you think Justin Fields is their guy?
2: Well, look, you guys summed it up. I saw him at his very best. So if he can play like that, obviously he's the guy. But, again, you know, there's so – such inconsistency in the national football league. I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, Josh Allen looked like the second coming and now he's, you know, been off and on this year. So you don't know, you don't know how it's going to play out, but clearly, I mean, you got to give fields every opportunity. And I think the second half of this season is going to be very, very important. But if he can live up to, you know, not everything that he did that night in Washington, he sets a four touchdown performance. But show them enough, then he then he's going to be the guy, and I think you would stick with him, and as opposed to you know going into I know Caleb Williams is out there and the kid in North Carolina is out there, we all know that, but it's so this whole thing is so imprecise. You go through all of these draft choices through the years, and you know you're not going to hit the home run every every single time. So you know I think you know what you've got in Justin Fields. You'll definitely know what you have at the end of the season. And then uh, that it shouldn't be too hard a decision to make at that point whether whether he's going to be the guy or not.
0: Al, how do you like how the season progresses now in the National Football League? It's a long year. There's 17 games. There's 18 weeks of this season, and it seems like teams. I'm not suggesting that they don't care about the first month of the season, but do we really know
2: who anybody is until about this time of the year? Well, yeah, but uh, but then again, you got to go back to you know the first couple of weeks because if you build if you put yourself in a hole and you have, you have to extricate yourself from that hole all season long. So I don't discount the importance of the early season games and everybody says it's what you are in, you know, November and December to see, you know, who you'll be in January. Yeah, sort of. But if you start out the season, you know, like one and four, unless you're the Cincinnati Bengals and then you put it all together. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you're always, you know, you're struggling. You're trying to come from behind. Not only in every game, you're trying to come from behind in the standings, too. So, look, the great thing about the NFL, scoring is way down this year. I don't know if you guys followed that that closely, but we were on with Frank Wright before talking about the, the offensive numbers in almost every category are the lowest they've been in 10 years. But the scoring is not necessarily that much different. It's lower because the kicking is so good. Now, guys, every, every guy, everybody's kicking a 55-yard field goal. So it's kind of a it's an odd year, but it's a year in which, you know, the NFL loves what's going on because everything is close. Hey, by the way, guys, before I forget, the last time I was on three or four weeks ago, I'm listening to you after we hung up. Because I, had, I had you on the Internet and you guys were you had a contest and it was who is the worst or was the worst coach or manager in Chicago sports history. Who won that contest? We had a draft, didn't we? didn't we? Oh have yeah, a draft? yeah. We, we did a we yeah. we did we did a
1: draft like a fantasy yeah. draft.
2: And who, who who was who was the worst?
1: Well, it was it, it it was subjective. I'm trying to think who who went first. Who ended up uh, getting drafted <sighs> first? Waddle. I'm
0: not sure. Was it a was it a?
1: Do you have a favorite? It, was there a guy that stood out to you that you remember covering ever? Well,
2: he, no, here's. But here's the one thing I remember, and I, sh- I was going to call you guys back and, and, and try to pipe in again. So you remember, obviously, I wouldn't say he was the worst, but Neil Armstrong yeah. Yeah. was the coach, obviously, in the late 70s, early 80s. No relation, obviously, to the astronaut, I think we talked about the last right, time. Right. I was not as a guy I always wanted to meet, but he died before I had the chance to have dinner with him. And so I remember – at one point, I can't remember who the columnist was, but I'm in Chicago and I'm reading the paper, and the the lead was, they sent the wrong Neil Armstrong to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great I, I lead. Remember, I can't remember who wrote that. That's but that good. Was after you know, another another devastating loss. But no, I think I think as I remember, Neil Armstrong's record was you know well. Just, very close to five hundred, so he would not have been the worst.
0: Al is a hockey fan. I think the name Alpo Suhonen probably rings a bell. Do you doesn't remember it? that name at all?
2: Then give it to me again.
0: Alpo was... Suhonen was a Blackhawks coach back Head in the day. Coach, yes, did not have much of a run, and that's why I don't remember him at all. <laughs> right?
1: What, what
2: years? When was that?
1: That was, I want to say, late nineties, early two okay. thousands. Okay. Um, like Tim Floyd, who who was the USC coach? You know, uh, yeah. uh, he was my first round draft. Jim pick. Boylan was uh, on and that list. Jim Boylan, another oh, Bulls coach. Terry Bevington, Mark Tressman made the list. Um, well, what
2: about? This included
1: baseball too. Did oh, you yes. guys talk about all sports? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. all Chicago uh, managers or coaches,
2: right? Right. We well, you've you a whole treasure trove there, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike Quaddy made yeah. the
1: list, I, I Cubs think. Cubs manager. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We've we're heartless, Al. We'll just we'll drag anybody. When I don't know I, if you know. know this. Al, when you when you leave today, we're doing the worst <laughs> quarterback of Chicago Bears history draft
2: when you leave. Well, I know it won't be Sid Luckman, my man. No, <laughs> he, might, he might be the best of all time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Speaking of coaches, now that we're here, you guys will have a game, I believe, first, uh, like, what is it? The first Thursday in, in December, maybe it's the second, you'll have the Patriots. The Patriots right. are at the Steelers. Is, right. Do you think, Al, that's the last time you'll call a game with Bill Belichick as the head coach of the New England Patriots?
2: I don't know. I mean, it's conceivable. I don't know. I think that's one of the more interesting stories in the league right now is, you know, what's going to happen. Now you've got the rumor mill going full blast. And I'm reading about, you know, Bill wants to come to Chicago or Washington or whatever. I mean, people just throw stuff up against the wall, as you know. And then everybody goes, oh, did you hear well, yeah, we, we heard because somebody's making up stuff on the fly. <laughs> so I don't know, but, you know, obviously it's been um, a, a run that he's never had before. Uh, I, I, it's a good question, and uh, I can't answer it right now, but it's going to be pretty fascinating at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, and we, we should know, you know, maybe before the end of the season we might know something. But, I mean, it's conceivable and it's something we hadn't thought about for a long, long time, obviously. Sure. The great
1: Al Michaels joining us, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000, Amazon Prime, of course, for the Bears uh, against Carolina Panthers. Uh, On the opposite note of that, uh, the Black Friday game that you're going to be doing, Jets and Dolphins. Are you penciling in Aaron Rodgers on your depth chart?
2: No. Uh, I doubt that Aaron will be back this year. I mean, he he kind of... uh, uh, put the brakes on. I think somebody said he was on Pat McAfee's show today. And, you know, it's funny. I, um, you know, I go for a little rehab once in a while to a uh, a place nearby where Aaron is rehabbing because Dr. Elitrosh, who did his surgery, sends all of his, his patients there. Half the National Football League injured reserve list is in there every day. <laughs> so I, I get one-on-one one with a lot of guys. Now, Aaron's made a, a great recovery as far as I can tell. Very fast. He's worked like crazy to, to, to get back to it. But, I mean, if you think about it, why would he want to come back if the team wasn't in playoff contention? Right. And if they're in playoff contention, that means Wilson, despite playing you know terribly last night, gets hot again and puts them in a position to get to, to postseason. So I know Aaron was maybe talking about at one point maybe December – uh, coming back. But by that point, you got to know, are you in or are you out? And is he, you know, it, it, by the way, uh, he's going to be coming back off surgery, hasn't played in three months. So can you really expect him to be, you know, as great as he as he was? But I will tell you this. It's very funny. I mean, so I was actually down at the rehab place one day when, you know, Doc Elitrosh came in, sees all of his patients. And I, I've seen this happen before. And, and Aaron, you know, is, is kind of like pushing him to, you know, I, I want to get back. I, I need to play this year. And I remember uh, a couple of years ago, or last year, maybe Walker Buehler, the Dodger pitcher, had had elbow surgery from, from Dr. Elitrash. And he was, you know, champing at the bit. And he, you know, Neil said, you have to be out all season long. And Buehler started feeling pretty good. And he's thrown on the side. And the Dodgers are playing well. And he wants to pitch in postseason. And so he's, you know, he's kind of badgering Elitrash about, you know, trying to get back. And Neil said to him, you never want to win an argument with your surgeon. (laughs) I thought that was, that that was perfect. Perfectly put. That's a good line.
1: What is, what is Aaron Rodgers like as, as a rehab partner? And, and, and is he, is he off the field, a, a cool guy? Like we always see just Aaron Rodgers mic'd up. What is he like away from the field?
2: Very smart. I, you know, I, I've probably covered him 40 times at least, I'd say, and, and and watched some amazing feats, including a double Hail Mary in a playoff game against Arizona uh, a few years back, including being carted off on opening night. I don't know if I remind you guys uh, in Matt Nagy's debut in Green right. Bay back in 2018 and coming back and leading into a victory after uh, coming out of a 20 to nothing deficit. Uh, yeah. Aaron is really, he's, our meetings with Aaron were always great because he was he's smart, he's engaging, it's a great back and forth, he doesn't use cliches, uh, he doesn't give you the standard pap. So I like it. And by the way, I wouldn't call him a rehab partner. He's, uh, he's, he's mending an Achilles, and I'm in there just getting a back massage. So... <laughs> You go in deep I mean, tissue. You go in Swedish. What are you going out? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's no. They're just working on a couple of you know, vertebrae. as <laughs> <don't> that. <laughs> so no, he's not a rehab partner. That's awesome. Not in the true I, sense of the word. Here's
1: and, what I want to know, and like I, I yeah. watch all this this uh, fiction on on television, um, like the the morning show I'm watching recently, and, and they've got this billionaire owner buying the new network. And um, I want to know, for you, a a bigwig like yourself, Hall of Fame broadcaster, doing Amazon Prime, do you have a direct line whenever you want to Jeff Bezos?
2: Uh, No, I don't. But anytime he would like to invite me on that yacht, I will take a collect (laughs) call. We know that. I do do not. But uh, I've gotten to know uh, the CEO, the man who uh, took – Jeff spot when, you know, Jeff moved up to, uh, you know, the chairman or whatever he is right now, uh, obviously oversees a lot of stuff. But the CEO of Amazon is Andy Jassy, who is a gigantic sports fan and and a a crazy hockey fan as I am. So I do have a a direct line to Andy if I need him to talk about, uh, you know, the Kings winning a couple of cups. He's a big Ranger fan, though, and I always like to chide him about, the fact that the Kings have won more Cups in my lifetime than have the Rangers, two to one. Anyway, it's always great to have the head of the company uh, who's invested in in sports the way he is, and he's a great guy on top of it.
0: Al, I'd love to get your take on the Harbaugh situation at Michigan. Obviously, he's got an NFL connection, having coached in, in San Francisco several years ago. And obviously, Herbie, you share the booth with him as an Ohio State guy, and I'm sure he's got some pearls of wisdom when it comes to this situation as well. But what, what do you make of what has transpired and ultimately what Jim may you know be inspired to do going back to the NFL possibly at the end of the year?
2: Well, I only know what I read, so I have no inside information about this. And obviously I'm aware of, you know, of what's going on and the fact that obviously Michigan wants the Big Ten to take its time and let the investigation run its course. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that, you know, Harbaugh has been a great coach, you know, wherever he's been. I mean, University of San Diego, Stanford, the 49ers, Michigan, you name it. I mean, his, his track record is is terrific. So I don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, I don't know that anybody does at this point. And I'm just, you know, I'm a spectator on the sideline when it comes to this. Normally I'll weigh in, I'll give you my opinion on something, but this is something, all I know is what I've read in the papers. Right. If you, really quick, Al, if you owned a team, knowing what you know, would you
1: still want to hire him to coach your NFL team?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I would, obviously he'd be a guy that you would interview and if his ideas blended, I think any owner would, would feel the same way. I mean, an owner comes in and you just don't you know, spend a, a few billion dollars to buy a team and then sit there and go, I'm just going to hand everything over to somebody. You, gotta, you, have, you have to have some sort of structure. And if you're smart enough to have uh, made billions of dollars to buy a team, you know how, how an organization works. So it would be a matter of, you know, that's why the, the interview process is gigantically important. You can't just say, hey, man, that guy's track record is great. But certainly he'd be, if you bought a team, he'd be one of the guys you'd, you'd certainly have in for an interview. No question.
1: Al, you're the best. We always appreciate your time. No look ahead, games. We know you got a big one next week. First oh, yeah. things first, oh, yeah. Bears and Carolina, okay?
2: <laughs> right. And then, you know, our schedule gets pretty good after Cincinnati, yeah. Baltimore, Miami and the Jets, and then uh, Seattle goes to Dallas. So uh, we're rocking and rolling at this point, boys. We appreciate you as always. Thanks, Al. Al.
1: Always fun to be with you. Take care, guys. There you go. There's Al Michaels. Love Al. And, and, and how about that? You didn't want to do the coaching draft, and here's Al Michaels on the internet listening to the Waddle and Sylvie show. I wanted to know who was the first pick. <laughs> I wanted to know who was
4: the worst <laughs> Chicago coach. Who of did have
0: the first pick? Did I?
4: Did I, I who had the first I think pick? I, I think I
1: did. And who was oh, the first no, no, pick? No, no, no.
4: I got it, and I traded it to you because That's right. I you took I, Jim Boylan. And I took Jim Boylan. There Boyle. was no clear cut for me. Charlie so yeah. sent
1: it to me, yeah. And um, I think I took number two. I went uh, uh, with Tim Tim
0: Floyd, okay? Yeah, yeah. so we went basketball. Yeah. How about that? Al was listening <laughs> on the Internet to the interview afterwards.
3: Some, yeah,
0: some, some goofy uh, Chicago sports draft. Yeah, We should do the quarterback draft,
1: though. Have we done the worst Bears quarterback draft? Can we get
0: through this season first? <laughs> <laughs> can we do that? Can we just get through this season? I think
1: that will help us get through this yeah, season. I don't think it will. No? No, no. I don't think it will. Uh, don't forget, the Holiday Parody Song Contest is now open for business. Uh, you can enter at ESPNParody.com. Um, make sure they are really, really good to catch our attention. Okay, Or
0: make but, them really, really bad so we can make our fun of you well. and, yeah. Yeah, and catch our attention.
1: Uh, but remember, these have to be to the tune of some sort of holiday. Song. These cannot be um, songs that are like of a current pop hit. These have to all be holiday songs. The grand prize winner this year will receive a year's supply of groceries. From Jewel Osco. How about that card? Uh, uh, How about that uh, gift card that you're going to be receiving? Uh, The deadline to submit is uh, about a month from right now, December 8th. So you've got a month to get working on this. Enter again by sending your holiday parody songs to ESPNParody.com. And it's all brought to you by Jewel Osco, American Sale, 19 Crimes Wine. Later this hour, uh, we'll play you our first entry. Uh, I know we have one, and they'll slowly start coming in. But get working on those and set the bar, uh, and then we'll see where we're at. Coming up next, I do want to play you the Albert Breer stuff on Jim Harbaugh. We were just talking about Jim Harbaugh. Albert Breer was on today. Really good stuff on what he thinks the NFL should consider regarding Jim Harbaugh. You'll hear it coming up next.
5: Ah,
2: commuting in Chicago.
0: <sighs> if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie weekdays two to six. Waddle's partaking in a little uh, root beer here at Hall's Hall. I got a little NW uh, root beer and some Reese cups. Dinner, ch- dinner of champions. Halloween leftover.
1: So they're um, they're. What brand is like A and W and R C under? Because like at at Soldier Field and here at House, they've got they've got R C Cola, don't they? They do. And, yes. And, and like those are like the ones that you know you haven't had in a long. They've time. They've got Dr Pepper was, different different flavors in there. Dr Pepper was my go to for for so long. That was my you know, what I called. Would maybe. you sing the Pop song? Pop of choice. As
0: you would get get yourself a I'm a pepper, pepper you're he's a pepper, pepper,
1: he's a pepper. Wouldn't you want to be a pepper
0: to yeah, be a it? pepper? That's, that answered my question. You yeah. did run around singing that song when you'd have a Dr. Pepper.
1: It's been so long. Yeah, I'm sure I butchered it a little bit, but yeah. didn't you sing it?
0: Oh, would you, or you would nice. just catch
1: footballs? No, I was usually, no, was really, usually <laughs> riding
0: a horse and smoking cigarettes <laughs> like the Marlboro Man. If I, I'm going to smoke a cigarette, I might as well imitate the Marlboro Man, yes, right?
1: Yes, you, you can be the modern-day Marlboro There man. you go. That's what I was doing. You can be, for sure. I heard, too, today, uh, I wanted to bring this up, and then we'll play Albert Breer uh, from Cap and J-Hood. Because I heard Cap and Hoodie today. Uh, Hoodie came back from a break, and I was surprised by this. I know Cap eats healthy. So I like, and we all bring food. People see me all the time eating my uh, or drinking my uh, oats out of the glass. Um, The overnight oats. Charlie's a big overnight oats guy too. Um, But like that's easy because it's in a in one of those cups, and uh, or I'll have like chicken in a bag, but I'll just take bites out of it. Cap was having a full cereal and milk in the studio today is cereal and milk a studio food
4: what kind of cereal
1: i I don't know i think it was healthy cereal because sure enough it spilled you know because like any any type of food that has the possibility of tumbling over and creating a mess so
0: you're not i can't come in with a nice bowl of chicken noodle soup that's not going to work
1: not without the lid or, okay. you know, I mean. Not that I'm going to. I'm not going to bring in a thermos of chicken I, I guess too. Yurko brings chicken noodle soup all the time. From just, Pop it, Bellies? It just, I don't know what it was. It just seemed weird. The, the, the cereal by hand uh, while you're doing a radio show makes sense. Cereal and milk in the middle of a radio show seems like a lot to me.
4: I feel like it's a, I feel like you can do it, but. You cannot spill it. It can be done, but you better be Especially in properly. the morning. You better be extra sure of yourself and extra cautious when you're eating. How did it spill?
1: I don't know. It, it happened during the break, sure enough, too, because I heard – Uh, Hoodie say that he came in and there was cap on all fours trying to pad down the studio. So if there's more stains in the studio. It's
0: not even so much about stains. It would be about milk on the carpet. Yeah, Yeah, so then that bad smell. Yeah, you're going to get a sour stench in there.
4: In high school, I used to eat cereal on my way to school like while driving, which was probably a little reckless. With milk?
1: Not not in milk. With with milk? milk. Yeah. What do you mean? You would drive and then you would grab a spoon and eat?
4: Like in Always Sunny, and you'd eat at the stoplight.
1: Oh, no, Charlie.
4: Several marks how, how, against How often, record. Charlie, did you spill a bowl of cereal I, in your car? I never spilled, but one time I left the bowl, like I forgot it in my glove compartment, and then I opened the <laughs> the glove compartment, and it was pretty bad.
1: See, I think that's a good comp, that I think a good radio show food is a, a food that you can eat while driving. If you can't, like... There are certain foods that you would never eat while driving. Cereal and milk is one of them. There are other foods that will spill when you're eating it and, or will require the two hands. And if it requires that, you just can't do that in a studio. It has to be something that is easily eaten that will not create a big mess. Well, Did he have a bowl? What did he have? No, he was doing it in his hands? So you, <laughs> right.
0: you could do it you could have it in a thermos, I mean no he had, had it in a, he
1: had it in a bowl and then, so you you and bringing in it milk, it
0: milk separately, yeah
1: you... uh-huh. he did a whole thing like he was at his breakfast table, I guess, interesting, huh
0: I guess I not that wouldn't be something I would do. I
1: remember Tom share back in the day, remember Tom share, <laughs>
4: do you remember you <laughs> remember where I'm I remember going Tom oh. A mouthful of shredded wheat, <laughs> right? Is that where you're going? There's such good memory. Well, yeah, because I worked with Share for a long time. What do you mean a mouthful of shredded wheat? This is back when Tom Share during Mike and Mike would do local sports center updates. Oh, every, did he get caught having? Every twenty uh... minutes. Every twenty minutes on the minute, so you knew exactly when you would be on the air. But so you know when not to put shredded wheat in your mouth. You, one would, you think, would think, but yeah. Cher liked to live dangerously, and so he would frequently push the limits. And sure enough, with the sports center playing, he was—I think he was trying to like because I'm pretty sure I was there for that, and he tried to eat a spoonful of shredded wheat, and. He opened up his mic and starts doing his local. Like, like first,
1: didn't the music play out yes. for longer than it was? Oh. And then, like, and then he came because in.
4: we'd have the big voice guy come in and say, Sports, Sports Center. Center. And, then, and
1: then there was dead air except the, the music. And then he came in. And he was like, ooh, you caught me with some shredded wheat in my mouth. And you, he had a mouthful of you shredded You caught wheat.
4: me. You caught me. That, you're right. That's. Exactly- and,
1: and, and then he says, why don't we regroup? Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll
0: come back. It was a twenty-second update. <laughs> like, what would you need to? Just, wasn't wasn't,
4: need to wasn't that the way it yeah, went? Yeah, it was like it was. I mean, it was like a minute to ninety seconds that he would give an update, and
1: he tried to get through it with a whole thing of shredded wheat in his mouth. And <laughs> he
4: knew exactly when the update was coming. Exactly, same exact time every hour on the hour, and then a Mur- minute on the hour.
1: Merkin had that um, audio famously from one-on-one sports. Well, from Chet when Chet Kopic got. Um, he started choking uh, behind the glass live on the air eating chicken it didn't he get wasn't it a chicken bone? He was yes. eating chicken on the bone while doing an interview and, and he would eat while the guest was answering <laughs> and, and and during the interview he caught a bone got caught in his throat and and
0: the interview, like, the, was the it guy, a bone that got caught in his throat, or he just the chicken went down the wrong? I forget wrong... what it
1: was, but he couldn't breathe, and someone had to come in, give him the Heimlich, and and live on the air. the The guest stopped his answer. There was dead air. The guest supposedly was asked, "Chet, hello, Chet," and you heard in the background the producer. The mic was still open. Running over there and giving—weren't we just talking about the Heimlich maneuver? I, yeah, ver- yeah. I forgot to bring this up. Like someone you could hear giving Chet Kopic the Heimlich maneuver live on the air and basically Obviously saving did his did it life successfully. Yes. So yeah. then,
0: what? What? Well, how did Chet? Let me give you a wrap up. <laughs> like after you gotta got get get the big hunk of chicken out of my throat. Now let me give you a wrap up. Who was on, who was the interview
1: with? I, I, I forget. There's a tape. There's a legendary tape that someone's got. Someone's got it that it was never supposed to get out, but someone's got it somewhere. Couldn't he have just had his chicken at the
0: break? Could yeah. You don't you don't wait till the break. But I'm not eating anything. I'm going to choke on. <laughs> I'm eating a Power Bar or something like that. Maybe a Reese's Cup. Maybe taking a swill of an A&W root beer. I'm not going to have a chicken sandwich. It was funny. It was when I heard him. cap spilling his cereal. Oh, dough. no. Did he spill on the air? Did he spill at the break? At the break. Because that, that's when Hoodie came back in. Thank goodness we're not in the studio today. Yeah. Probably How does it like smell sour, in there,
1: Charlie? Does milk. it smell like sour milk? We're at a house hall today. Yeah, for, it does not. It smells like
0: sour milk I, up I, here, too.
4: I, I, I missed part of it, and I came in, and then Hoodie was talking about spilling something, and I was like, what What spilled? So it's good to know what it was.
1: Have you gone in the studio to smell? Yeah, you're on the like- other
5: side of the door here, buddy. You, you Go give that a good sniff in
0: there. Yeah, go give it a sniff. Charlie, get on all fours and put your nose down on the carpet. Tell We're, us if it's cat Come on. Cap, Cap sits in the passenger seat these
4: days, right? Let us know if it smells like your car in high school, Charlie. Your glove
0: compartment. It or, smells yeah.
4: fine in there, but the mic sock is on the ground, so I don't want to. I don't want to mess with that mic sock.
0: Okay. Good work, Charlie. Good investigative report. Should we play the Albert
1: Brewer right now? Do I? Yeah, try, I want to hear it. what okay. he had to say about so, Harbaugh. So this well, is by the way, Al-
4: after cap head is. This cereal. is before. I believe
0: okay. yes. Albert. Albert is a is a uh, is an Ohio State guy. Right? Yes. He is. Yes. So, okay. So just to give a little context,
4: so
1: this is uh, on Jim Harbaugh and his future in the NFL. They they brought this up towards the end of their conversation today. It was really good um, and a good endorsement for why your football team should be interested in Jim Harbaugh.
6: I don't understand why more teams don't want him. Like I don't. Like I and I know he's I know he's got a reputation for being hard to work with, but like if I'm the Bears or the Raiders right now, I'm looking at it like I. I how many coaches do you know how many coaches are there that have like an identifiable style that travels with them everywhere they go? Like his Stanford teams look like his San Francisco teams look like his Michigan teams. They mm-hmm. all look the same. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like so if I'm the Bears or the Raiders right now, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, My God, like I want like I want that. You know what? we can win with that. You know, and, and then, you know, if you're the Bears, if you want to take it to another level Look what he did for Alex Smith in San Francisco. Alex Smith was nowhere before he got there, and he resurrected Alex Smith's career. So if I'm the Bears, I could look at that and say, this is what Justin Fields needs, you know? So I think we'd have to work out some things with the Kevin Warren, Jim Harbaugh conflict from a few years ago. But to me, he makes all the sense in the world to bring home, and I think he would view the Chicago Bears as a dream job, too, just because the same way, like, for him, um, Michigan was both him back old seat I, I think to him Mike, uh, the bears would be Mike Dick' his old seat was dirt Matters,
0: hard pass if this all stuff this stuff's true hard pass
6: and I was yeah. driving the yeah. bus for him a month ago yeah, yeah well i mean i uh I don't know i i i I hear all that stuff's not a big deal from certain corners, so hmm. i uh <laughs> Hmm. Wow. <laughs> but you know what corners those are yeah. it, was, uh, it, it was the people that were uh, previously occupying the moral high ground So it's, um, I think if there's one good result to come from all of this that, that that moral high ground has now been vacated by a lot of people with the noses in the air that might have gone to school three hours north of where I went
1: so he was making a joke at the end about that it's no big deal the people in Michigan who probably were ripping Ohio State under trestle with the uh, with the golden pants? Is yeah. that what it was? The tattoo scandal, Maurice right. Claret. Claret, too. Did you see? I don't know if you saw that. I think it was over the weekend or something. Claret was weighing in on this.
0: And what did he say? He,
1: he was saying that like, that this is another NCAA, and I don't think it's NCAA-driven. I'm not sure, though. But that it's a vendetta against Harbaugh. And, again, it's, it's again,
0: getting out of hand, just like it got out of hand with Ohio State. My 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 perspective all along is is i want to see the bulk of all of the evidence i don't want to get if if you give me all of the evidence and there is something nefarious and doesn't sit well with you then i'll be willing to talk about it but until or i'll be willing to consent to hey you know what this was this was this was bad but I have not seen I want to wait to see what the entire report says and then come to a conclusion. I want to know like I'm, people are going to say just because everyone else is doing it doesn't make it right. I want to know how prevalent something like this may be in the entire game of college football i don 't know like you said that there may be stories that other teams were sharing scouting reports of the, the uh, of Michigan football. And the reason I'm saying that is, is I just don't know. I want to know if schools do do some of this stuff or this was just unique to Michigan. So I'm interested in reading the final report for, you know, for whatever reason they, they, I don't know when it's going to come out. But before I come to a long, hard conclusion, I want to know what all the evidence is. Because on the surface, I'm willing to push some of it aside and just say some of this is nonsensical.
1: I don't think you have to be in or out. You could be Jim Harbaugh. Everything that he said is a really good candidate because he has a true identity. Yes. Because everywhere he's been, he's been a great football coach. He's developed young players. I want to sit down with him and find out the ins and outs, not only about this, but everything. And I want to have long, hard conversations, and
0: he's on my short list. Absolutely.
1: And you don't have to count him out. You don't have to count him in. But he should be on your your short list.
0: He should, yes. No question. I mean, you're you're serious about getting a guy that could change the direction of your franchise. But
1: this has been the organization that hired Mark Trestman and Matt Eberflus, and we're going to be out on Jim Harbaugh before it even starts? that seems ridiculous
0: I'm with you I, I'm I'm very interested to hear the the depth of this how much of this is going on inside of all of college football I still find it ridiculous that they're still signaling plays in in an era of technology it's 2023 and we can't find a and and from what I understand this is about liability i mean that's the the one story i heard was because there's no players association with the college kids to put the technology in the helmet you obviously have to modify the helmet which changes the liability structure of the whole situation because why else? These schools make billions. That may be an exa- exaggeration—tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars. They have the technology to do this. It's crazy. That and then the rule, the reason why
1: it was put in place originally was because they wanted to even the playing field. So because of um, not everyone cost, had the budget to, yeah, yeah, costs for scouting. So because that everyone could send somebody in advance to advance scout an opponent. By the way, I
0: would think if you're sending signals in. I'd be changing my signals week to week if that's think. how you were doing your business. You would think
1: they would change week to week. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to react, coming up next, we'll play you the first holiday parody song we got, and then uh, Courtney Cronin will give us a Bears report. Coming up at five o'clock, we're live at Hallis Hall.
4: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
1: Twin Peaks tomorrow in Oak Brook Terrace. Be there, Waddle and I will. Two to six. Come on out. Have a great ice cold beer. 29 degrees. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We'll be there in Oakbrook Terrace 2 to 6 at the Twin Peaks. All right, so the Holiday Parody Song Contest is open. You can enter. You could take your time and just hear what's out there or on the early stages, whatever you have in mind. But enter when you get your song and the creative juices flowing at espnparody.com. The grand prize this year is a year's supply of groceries from Jewel Osco. It is awesome. And it is something that everyone can use. Amen to that. And uh, let's hear, Tyler. You said we got a couple already. And you
5: said there's one actually that's pretty good? I'd say it's solid. It's worth playing. Really? Okay, good. Um, given the, the early batch of ones that we have. So this one, this isn't that song. This is the first entry that we got. This is Brad you're gonna, Vonk. You're going to start low,
0: huh? Who is it from?
5: Brad Vonk. Brad Vonk. Vonk. Mm-hmm. To the tune of Do They Know It's Christmas. Do they know where the gunshot came from?
0: And there won't be rings on the south side The greatest
6: free agents they'll pass right by When nothing ever grows No winds or offers flow. Do they even know where the gunshot came from at all?
1: <laughs> See that, like this, it's kind of no funny. chance of winning. No, but it's it made not you even laugh. close.
0: It made you laugh. It, though. I got a bit of a chuckle out,
1: and that's like your theme. Like, yes, you, anytime the socks come up, you have to bring that up. I'm and still wondering when they're going to issue a report to tell everybody what happened. The Van Winkle report. Yes, for Rob Van Winkle. Vanilla ice. That is correct. Uh, all right, so and then that that was the one that you wanted just to, that was
0: the first entry That's the this. First entry was we that got, the yes. entirety of the song, or did you yeah, just no, cut it off it. to spare us? It
5: was twenty-four seconds that was sent to me, and twenty four seconds I played for okay. you. That's all
0: you need
4: right
1: there. Yeah, yeah, That's all wrong. you need. Not yeah. gonna win, made us laugh, yeah. whatever.
4: Good. We move on. If nobody else enters, he's taking home a year's supply of groceries. How about that? Yeah. I don't like his chances. <laughs>
5: I, what's, what's this one? This one is from Bill White to the tune of Last Christmas, Bears False Starts.
3: Last Christmas, the Bears had false starts. But the very next day, Next Gen gave them an A. This year, to save us from tears, we'll root for something more special. The locker room defense with tired eyes are hiding from Matt his calls of vice my god i thought you were someone to rely on me i guess i need a shoulder to cry on no points in a quarter fans feel fire in their hearts a screen without blockers and they tore it apart oh now let's find a real coach you'll never fool us again Last Christmas, the Bears had false starts, but the very next day, Next Gen gave them an A. This year, to save us from tears, we'll move for something more special. Last Christmas, the Bears had false starts, but the very next day, Next Gen gave them an A. This year, to save us from tears, we'll move for something. More special. Special. I like the first
0: one better. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think Brad Vonk is
4: still, the, lead still the leader in the La- club.
0: By the way, like I quit listening and was looking at my phone <laughs> like 30 seconds in. <laughs> like, th- I'm horrible. I know. Like the false starts is funny. And then
1: everything else, I didn't really understand or. And then the mix was kind of loud. Loud, yeah, yeah. Like we we have to be able to hear the lyrics if you want to stay. Yeah, this
4: is
0: what always. How
1: long was that?
5: That was uh, about ninety seconds. Yeah, Yeah, kind of
1: long too. For one that doesn't, like, our advice to you is: if it's not laugh out loud funny or gold from start to finish, and we always appreciate the effort, don't push the time. Yeah. Give us the hooks. Give us the funny stuff. Give us the, the, the creative stuff. It doesn't have to be overly long. Sometimes the shorter 45 seconds gets it done. Sometimes that's all I'm good for at night. 45 seconds, that's it. Are you
0: singing? The best are that you, I've got. Are you singing at the same time as well? No, no, uh-uh. Last
1: Christmas,
4: the Bears had it, false starts. Sorry.
1: Look, and if it's good, it's good. But if that's all you got? That's all you got. And then, <laughs> and then off to bed you go.
0: Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. Are we
1: yeah. still talking about parody? Songs? No, you're the I don't know
4: you
0: are. What are you
1: talking about? Know. All right. So uh, get those in, ESPNParody.com. Make them better
0: than that. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's Just going to be honest with you, we those will not the
1: win. The bar starts down here. Yes. And it's easy to jump we over. We
0: appreciate everyone's participation and the effort that everyone puts forth, but those will not win anything
1: espnparity.com. We'll talk to Courtney Cronin about the Bears and what happened today. Later this hour, you'll hear from Jed Hoyer as well. It's Waddle and Sylvie live at Hallis Hall.